Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live with another episode of Lance's House of Sports. I'm your host, Lance Wyatt, here with my boy, Ben Gabriel. And happy February, everybody. Damn. What a beautiful day we had today. Yeah, we did. 45 and sunny. <laughs> yeah. Haven't seen it in a while. Nah. Uh, the winter went by quick, but something I will never... The winter went by quick. It did. The it's winter's gonna over. Be... You want to bet? L- have you seen the weather for the next week and a half in Columbus, really? Ohio? Is it really? I mean, it's all 40s, all 50s, all over the next 10 days at least. Exactly. 50s not, for the most part. Wrong. Yeah. Guess the groundhog's coming up Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right, tomorrow's Groundhog Day. Is it? Yeah. Uh, By the time this podcast... Oh, it is. Right, Producer Callie, this podcast will be out. Groundhog Day, February 2nd. So we'll know. (laughs) (laughs) It might be. It's looking like like the winter's over, except, you know, it's going to be like around spring break time at the end of March, last week of March. It's going to be like 15 degrees. Yeah, yeah. In like late February. Yeah. Oh, man. We have some breaking news, so to speak, to start the pod. I mean, it's not no major breaking news as we have some stuff to get in today as we had to, a pretty wild championship Sunday for the NFL, but the Grizzlies are trading Steven Adams to the Houston Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second round picks. And now, granted, Steven Adams, he's already rolled out for the year, but I think that's a big piece for the Rockets for next season. It's a good piece. Big addition to go along with Alperin Sangoon, Jabari Smith over there in the front court. Yeah. A young team that's just building more and more. I like that move, honestly. I hate that move for the Grizzlies. Getting all the For their future. Just, why do you need another guard? I think you just need another player. I mean, Steven Adams has missed like almost two years now. Yeah, but it's going to be a year and a half by the time he comes back. But he was, he was, they just need a body. He was a huge piece for them in the playoffs. Like, I feel like he was there. I, you know, I feel like I've said this multiple times on this podcast. Like, I think he's their X factor. Yeah. Like Jaron Jackson, he's a fantastic four. Obviously, he's an all-star caliber player. But putting him at the five, I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch, especially for that Grizzlies team. I'd agree. Not a crazy move for as of right now, but you know, as soon as we start the podcast, they get this notification, gotta bring it up. I mean, we'll see what the Grizzlies do to end up replacing them, whether they just stick with Jaron Jackson at the five all time, um, elevate Xavier Tillman. Um, make uh, give him a bigger role. Outside of that, I'm not really draft, too sure where they go. What if they draft a big, that's a possibility as well. But that's something I'm not too sure about. I mean, it's lo- it's looking like as of right now they're going to get a pretty good pick in next year's draft. Yeah, but I don't know. It does seem like they're booking in this season as as they rightfully should. I mean, they're banged up all across the board. Their entire team is hurt. So yeah, we'll we'll leave it there as we move on to the NFL. As it was a wild. Wild Sunday, starting with the AFC Championship game. Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, Patrick Mahomes, underdog for what was it, just the 10th time in his career? Yeah, something like that. He's making those sports books pay, let me tell you that. But it was the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs that were really locked down all night long against Lamar Jackson. It really surprised me. But what were your first thoughts after watching that game? Uh, you give more credit to the Chiefs' defense or poor performance uh, schematically for the Ravens? I mean, definitely a little bit of both. The Chiefs' defense did play really well, but there were some things that I think the Ravens' offense could have done better, mm-hmm. specifically Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 
he didn't look like he did the week before or all season. Like, yeah, all season. matter of fact. Yeah, exactly. He didn't look like MVP Lamar Jackson. I feel like a big thing that I mean, I kind of was noticing it as the game was going on, but in the second half, as low scoring as the game was, you know, Chiefs ended up winning this game 17 to 10. For those that don't know, it was 17 to 7 at halftime. It was a very low scoring game in the yeah. second half. Um, but even though both teams were struggling offensively, the Ravens were playing from behind most of the game. Looking at the numbers, the Ravens only ran it 16 times, technically. Which they is, threw it 37. Which does not play in Lamar's. No. That is the exact opposite of how their game plan normally goes. They're the yeah. best rushing offense in the NFL. We talked about this last week. I know the Chiefs have a good defense. They were known for their running defense, but I still thought they were going to use their power yeah. against the Chiefs, and we didn't see that. Um, Lamar only ran it eight times, only had 54 rushing yards. That's very unlike Lamar this season. Um, 54% passing. On the Chiefs on the other side, I mean, I thought they played a great game. I mean, obviously their defense was tremendous, but I thought the way Andy Reid coached the game, I thought it was really impressive, honestly. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was watching the game with my stepfather, Tom, who you know, and <laughs> he was getting upset the whole time because the Chiefs were playing so conservative the entire game. But at the same time, they're, all they were doing was ticking the clock, ticking the clock, ticking the clock, relying on their defense, getting their defense rest. Yeah. And it seemed to play to their advantage, and it worked. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you uh, watch the entire game, and then you go and look at the stats after the game, and you're kind of surprised. He still threw it 39 times. He was 30 for 39 had 240 yards. Pacheco, not a huge game on the ground, but still knocked in a touchdown. And then the Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey dynamic duo opened back up for the first time in a good amount of time, honestly, as Travis Kelsey with 11 targets hauled in all 11 receptions with 116 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it was just – it was a dominant performance from start to finish from the Kansas City Chiefs. It was, it was really impressive, and that is why you – should never bet against the inevitable Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> How about the uh, the second game on the Wild Wild West Sunday? Uh, NFC Championship game. Detroit Lions going on the road for the first time this postseason. Taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And, man, Lions had them in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah, they sold. <laughs> but it was the second half. 49ers just, they woke up and it was a different beast out there. Uh on both sides of the ball, honestly, is, you know, by halftime, the Lions were winning this game 24 to 7. It was looking like everything was going their way, like they were going to push their way through all the way to the Super Bowl, dominating in San Francisco. But then it just seemed like once the second half started, everything just started falling apart for the Lions. I'm curious what you thought about that game. Oh, that game was so weird. It was really weird. Because the Lions like looked like the better team in the first they half. They did. Along with them dominating. I mean, they just looked better. And then CJ Gardner Johnson waved to the crowd. Started chirping his mouth, talking. They went to halftime and they came back. And Brock Purdy was balling, and the defense was balling, and you know they were just going nuts. They ended up winning. Yeah, Brock Purdy had a really solid day, like he always does. I mean, definition of a game manager. Shout out Cam Newton. Um, Seems like he's been barking at Brock Purdy for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that, like. If he's a game manager, he's a really good fucking game manager. This yeah. guy knows how to manage football games. Yeah. Um, it was a kind of a slower day on the ground for CMC. Still knocked in 90 yards, but on 20 touches. Um, was able to put in two touchdowns as well. Um, but I feel like the big thing, the X factor in this game, 
you hate to say it because it's a knock at Dan Campbell, but it was those two fourth down attempts in the second half from the Detroit Lions when they had multiple opportunities to kick field goals in uh, San Francisco territory, to opted not to do it, go forward on both fourth down both times, did not get it both times. One of the times was a drop pass from Josh, Josh Reynolds. Another time it was, uh, you know, Jared Goff was scrambling outside the pocket because he was getting pressured so hard and he ended up underthrowing Amon Ross St. Brown. But in my opinion, that's what lost the Lions the game. You know, yeah. But you go through this whole season and you're playing the way Dan Campbell wants them to play the football game. And they know they're going to be aggressive. They're going to be aggressive. They're not going to stop being aggressive. And they won and die by uh, by it all year. And they just ended up dying at the end of the day and a little bit too early. But I was really disappointed. I really wanted to see the Lions pull that off. But yeah. you know, respect to the 49ers in the second half, they really did tighten up and. You know they went they went back to the basics and that was their best players and George Kittle in my opinion weapon wise yeah. I know he's getting up there in age with Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel still out wide but you know it was CMC and it was George Kittle down the stretch and got to give credit where credits too for the yeah. San Francisco 49ers and and now it's a rematch of the Super Bowl four years ago uh, this fifth Super Bowl fifty eight if I'm not mistaken correct. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, just four years ago in Super Bowl 54 where uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers matched up for the first time, uh, and it was the Chiefs who were able to take home the crown, bearing a big second-half comeback from that team where it was looking like the Niners were going to take it. Niners get another shot at them. Um, Taking place in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, it's going to be a hell of a matchup uh, just about a few days over a week from today. Niners are two-point favorites opening up in this game. Curious what your early thoughts are. As I mean, we still got time to go until this game starts, but I don't want the Chiefs to win, but I'd probably <laughs> bet on them. <laughs> you know, uh, the NFL got everything they wanted with this Super Bowl. Taylor's, you know, all the all the, the, all the money they could ask for. Yeah, seriously, publicity and stuff. Seriously, and yeah. it's in Vegas. Just to add on to it. Yeah, they they did it perfectly. They really did. And now the uh, 49ers get a chance to get some revenge on. Uh, those bad boys over there in Kansas City. And uh, Nick Bosa was talking about it specifically his rookie year after they lost. He said he really wanted to get back to the stage. George Kittle said it as well. He said that wouldn't be his last time there. Well, it in fact has not been. Um, if the Chiefs are going to pull off, quote-unquote, the upset in these playoffs once again and get their second Super Bowl in two years, what's it more going to be, the passing game or the running game? Because we know Patrick Mahomes is going to ball out. I don't even think that's a question in our minds. They got to yeah. get Pacheco going. You think so? Yeah. I mean, that San Francisco D line is, you know, probably the best, if not, I mean, one of the best, definitely. Maybe not yeah. the best, but top five. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, if you can run the ball against that D line with, you know, those linebackers they have, I mean, it opens up Pat Mahomes more. It, you can, you know, play action. And they, I mean, they need to be. Rolling on offense. Yeah, they, they're going to need to be spot on if they're the, going to want to win. This the game. Niners' defense is on fire. They won't win. But it's been very strange because, as dominant as the Niners have been all season, these last two weeks, two weeks where it's mattered most, the defense has looked extremely sluggish. Granted, like we just said a few minutes ago, they clutched up big in the second half of that game against the Detroit Lions. But still, it's been extremely suspect outside of a couple players. And I just want to bring this up just because it's just now come to my mind. Chase Young has been extremely disappointing. <laughs> and I know he had a really bad year last year, and then he ended up getting traded to San Francisco, and we're like, this can be a fresh start for him, chance to fix his career, fix the struggles he's been having. 
But man, in that game on Sunday, he was terrible. Yeah. In my opinion, he was terrible. He's yeah. just, he's very sluggish. And I think that's, you know, kind of disappointing from a standpoint for the 49ers defense. That's probably just a piece of it. You know, they're expecting him to be such a key piece for them. And he's kind of failed to live up to that hype. But I don't know. I don't, because I, I don't see the Chiefs slowing down Christian McCaffrey. This is his first time in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's going to ball out. Yeah, and you know they're going to rely on him in the run game and the pass game. Yeah. Because the Chiefs are going to try and bring pressure to Brock Purdy. Yeah. There'll be a lot of check downs. This is his first time in the Super Bowl as well, going from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl starter. A Super Bowl starter in just two years. Yeah. How about that? It's really insane, honestly. I want to like ask you uh, if you had to give like your favorite bet for as of right now. You know what would it be? But am I reaching right now? With that favorite that bet? Question? Like if you had to play something. Right now, something you'd be confident in. Don't even know the numbers. Like CMC just... two plus touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, I like that bet. Honestly, probably like plus two hundred. Yeah, because one touchdown is <laughs> probably like minus one fifty, one sixty. Probably right. Yeah, like maybe even like minus one eighty. Yeah, get them at two touchdowns plus one sixty five or one like plus two touchdowns and like rushing yards maybe. Yeah, I like that honestly. I mean, early on, I'm not going to give a prediction to this game or anything, but early on, I you know I like the Forty ers to get their get their comeuppance on this on this Chiefs team. Yeah. But they've been to a lot of Super Bowls. They don't win a lot. Yeah. But they've at the same time, I feel like I've been against Mahomes all postseason long and they just have been making me look like a fool. That's why I didn't tell long. you a uh, Niners money line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, might no. stay away from the uh Yeah. <laughs> the picks. The team picks, but I mean player early, props. Early on, you know, the line hasn't been out for super long. It's been just four days now. Yeah, I bet it's close to uh, even. But you know, public's all over the Kansas City Chiefs. Are they? I mean, They're I all over. don't. I seventy probably, plus percent. Yeah, I mean, it's Pat Mahomes. Yeah, but you know, I always, I always like betting against the public. Yeah, and I feel like it always shows something. Um, and it's not like it's, you know, they're the favorites on the spread bet, but not the money line. They're big favorites on both sides of that. Over-unders pushed at 47.5 in this game. I think that's pretty interesting. I would I like the over on that early on, even though yeah, two tough defenses, games being played indoors. It's the Super Bowl for crying out loud. The Stars are going to make their plays. Last time they played it was like 13-6, to six, wasn't it, in the Super Bowl? I want to say it was 31-20, to 20, honestly. Was it? I didn't think it was that high scoring. Because I thought that was a Super Bowl that was like – that was when the most they, boring Super Bowl. That was of all when they time. got spanked by Brady. You remember that? Yep, thirty-one to twenty. Look at me. I wouldn't have baller. Even, I wouldn't have even guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just remember because the Niners were winning for most of the game, but then Patrick Mahomes kind of just exploded late yeah. in the game when it was looking like all hope was lost. He went and had some of his best drives of the season, biggest moments. Yeah. And that's kind of is honestly what I'm expecting again in the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. But again, we're going to stay away from making predictions. We're going to give ourselves a week, another week because we got it to look uh, more into it, more in depth, uh, see what we can find for you guys. But I like the Niners because of the public. But, you know, because the game's being played indoors, I saw something on ESPN. It was being played earlier. And they said that in the games where Patrick Mahomes has played indoors, um, I, I don't know if it was just 10 games played, um, but it was a handful. It was at least 10. It might have even been more. And he's they have averaged um, almost 30 points per game 
indoors. And only one time in his career indoors has he scored less than 27 points. I thought that was very fascinating. That is. So something to keep an eye on, without a doubt, if you're looking at team totals or anything like that. But Patrick Mahomes performs when there's no weather problems, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's the best in the world. Yeah. Definitely something to keep an eye on. You know, let's move into the NBA because, you know, all-star starters, NBA all-star starters, they got released pretty much as soon as we finished our podcast last week. Yeah. Um, and now we're just waiting on the all-star reserves to be announced as it should be coming out any minute now. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on what you think of the starters that got named for both sides. I'll start with the Eastern Conference. Um, this is probably the easier side to judge on, but... You know, it started with Giannis Antetokounmpo, all-star captain. I don't think anyone can be surprised about that if you're an NBA fan. To go along with my boy J JT, Jason Tatum, uh, Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, another man on the Milwaukee Bucks. This is his first time in his career as an all-star starter. Did you know that? Damian Lillard? I couldn't believe that. That's crazy. Yeah, first time in his career. Eight-time all-star now, first time ever as a starter. Um, and then last man, two-time all-star Tyrese Halliburton. He's been having a huge year for the Indiana Pacers. I thought it was extremely well-deserved. But I'm curious if you think someone got snubbed from that starter list. I mean, everybody's saying Brunson got snubbed. Yeah. I mean, him and Dame's stats are so they are even. Similar. It is. And one guy's the best player on his team. One guy is playing next to Giannis. And one guy will be way more entertaining in the All-Star game. I'd much rather watch Dame start. In the All-Star game? Just because he's going to be sitting 45 feeters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah 45 yeah. footers. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think that makes the team. I mean, Jalen Brunson's an all star, right? Like, he's going to be. Uh, I mean, we don't know for sure yet, but, but it's pretty much a lot. He lock. definitely he's will be. be yeah. I mean, yeah. I like that list. Halliburton deserves it. JT deserves it. Giannis deserves it. Joel is probably the most deserving out of all those guys. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even though he's going through kind of a spiel right now, yeah. he's been sitting out a bunch of games. Um, people started giving him crap because, you know, if he doesn't reach a certain amount of games, it's a new rule in the NBA. You have to play a minimum of 65 games to be a part of the all NBA ballot to make all NBA and MVP and MVP. MVP is yeah. part of, is a part of that. Yeah. Um, so we ended up playing a game the other day and got hurt and he ended up getting injured. Granted, yeah. it was a completely different injury than what he was. Uh, I mean, uh, Roy, you know, was it Hachimura fell on his leg. Yeah, I think I, I think that's how it happened. I'm not laying on. It the was kind of weird. Some yeah. dude just like jumped on his knee. Yeah, was, he was sitting at the free throw line, and it didn't know, look. Uh, it didn't look great, but I think he's gonna be okay. I heard it's not anything serious. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with the public though about the Jalen Brunson thing. I mean, I'm I'm a okay with it because, like I said, this is the first time in Dame's career starting. I think that's very strange. So I think it's about damn time. Um, but Jalen Brunson's had a hell of a year for this Knicks team. Yeah. I mean, they have a really good team, and people are talking about how they're going to be able to compete with Philly, compete with Milwaukee in the playoffs this postseason. And yet, in my opinion, when you look at their team, they're not super great. They have a bunch of good players on their team. You got Jalen Brunson, who's leading the charge. I think he's all NBA caliber. And then you got Julius Randle, who he just got hit with a shoulder injury. He's going to be out a couple weeks. You could say he's an all-star caliber player, but... He's not my favorite out of all those guys, you know? Yeah. The big addition of OG Ananobi, yeah. um, that's honestly been huge for them. That's kind of been the big part as to why the Knicks have had their best month in team history, Yeah, honestly. As, you know, I saw something, something earlier. Their point differential in the month of January was plus 246, the highest in Knicks history for a month. Yeah, um, They were 14-2 and two 
and they've been playing great basketball, great defensive basketball, and that's something I I, t- I take pride in as a fan, as a player back in the day. You know, <laughs> it, it, it really matters. But and I think it's a big factor for the Knicks, and I think it's going to go a long way. And I think we see the success continue into the postseason, even further than we saw them last year. Yeah. I agree. So that's why that's why I think Brunson kind of deserves it because he's really formed that team into what they are today. Yeah. Um, how about the the starters in the Western Conference? Was it what you were expecting, or do you think someone got snubbed? All star captain. Who else would it be? The King, LeBron James, twenty time All Star. Is that a record now? I think so. Yeah. It's got to be. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> I don't know if there's someone else that has twenty All Stars. Maybe like. I don't even know. Yeah. That's crazy. I really wouldn't know. Um, but he's the all-star captain for the West. Even though we should mention this, I know in the past recent years they've been doing a pool, um, a lottery, so to speak, for the all-star game for the NBA, but they are not doing that this year. They're going back to the OG format. It's going to be Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. I'm actually very excited to see it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, LeBron James, first all-star starter for the Western Conference, uh, as well as Kevin Durant and uh, Nikola Jokic to round out the front court. And then the back court is uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who I think is well-deserved of that, as well as uh, Luka Doncic. Yeah. What do you think of that list right there? You think yeah. anyone got snubbed? That sounds right. I, I mean, mean, no one should have beat Shea out for it. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree. I think Luka would... No. I thought it was – I honestly think it's perfect. Yeah. If there was one change I'd make, I'd maybe take out LeBron. <laughs> maybe. But you know that's not happening. Yeah. You know, you know that's Who would you put in for LeBron? Uh, maybe Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. He's had a good year. He's had a really good year. And he's been playing all the games. Yeah. Yeah. I been, think that's a big deal. It is for I've him very, especially. Yeah. I've been very proud of Kawhi <laughs> Leonard for that, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I thought they did a great job because of SGA getting in over Stephen Curry. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, that's, you know, they go hand in hand. Um, but just with the Thunder being competing for the number one seed in the Western Conference right now and the Warriors on the complete other side of it, on the outside looking in, not even in the play-in right now, um, they're currently sitting at number 12 in the Western <laughs> Conference standings. I mean, granted, Steph's still doing him. Averaging 27 and a half a game, five assists, four rebounds. He's playing Steph Curry basketball. But, you know, at some point you got to you gotta give props um, to team ball and the way their teams are playing. And that's yeah. why I'm kind of hoping that some of my boys on the Celtics get named reserves here in the next couple of minutes. As in Derek my boys, White, you know, Derek Jim White, Brown. Christos Porzingis. <laughs> Drew Holiday, if he can squeeze in there. How nuts You're getting a five? No, we're not. It's yeah. not going to happen. No. Five um, all-stars. Just got another notification from Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, so to speak. Woj bomb. Sixer star Joel Embiid has an injured lateral meniscus in his left knee. And we will be out through the weekend. Oh, my God. I thought that was going to end with something <laughs> yeah. way worse. Through the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. But I guess this is the first news that's coming out about his injury. The other yeah. Day. Um. They said they're going to figure out a treatment plan. So I guess they still don't know exactly how bad it is. Um, lateral meniscus injury. Do you know much about that in the left in the knee, Doctor? That's ben? not very specific. That's meniscus injury. That could be like a yeah. If you tear your meniscus, you're out for months. But he obviously didn't do that. <laughs> mm, I mean, he just 
injury. I'm not going to rule out anything yet. I mean, I'm really hoping not. I mean, I don't. Wait. <laughs> See, now I'm getting a notification that he tore his meniscus. That's way worse than what I just said, right? That, that will cause a lot, of, uh, a lot of knee pain. So Woj said he injured an injured lateral meniscus. And all he says is he'll be out through the weekend. Yeah, lateral. This says torn meniscus. That's a big difference. We're going to have to keep updated on that. Hopefully, we it, get just, it depends how torn it is. Because you can partially tear your meniscus and he could make it through the season and the postseason. But uh-huh. if it gets worse, that's like a... Like that, he'll have like off season surgery. That's scary if you're a Sixers fan. Yeah, he already has his knee problems. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just got a note of. <laughs> Just got another note of torn meniscus. Really? It's grown. That's terrible. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at <laughs> all for the former MVP, reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, who's he's been having a career year. Yeah, that'll be. I mean, let's go and look at his numbers. I bet he's averaging almost 36 points a game. He's replacing him in the All-Star game. He's averaging 35 <laughs> and 11 and almost six assists this season. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's the best. He's on his way for another MVP. Yeah, yeah so he's not going to be in the All-Star game. Going to have to find a replacement for him in the starting lineup. All right, but Woj said through the weekend, so maybe it's not. I know. I kind of want to trust Woj, too, but <laughs> there's got to be another tweet coming out. I'm waiting. <laughs> I think Shams tweeted out something as well. Oh, it was competition. <laughs> Shams tweeted that he suffered a torn meniscus. <sighs> That's tough. Yeah. Got some good news, though. What? Western Conference <laughs> All-Star Reserves. They've been announced. They're released. Let's hear it. Steph Curry. You want to give any predictions or anything, or should I just tally the names? Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. Did they put uh, another clipper on there, Paul George? Yep. Yeah. Is De'Aaron Fox on there? He is not on there. They didn't put Clay on there, right? No. Okay, good. Let's check. Can I just say the last names? Yeah. You already said Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Paul George. Paul George. Anthony Davis is yeah. a name. All-star reserve. Devin Booker, an all-star reserve. Anthony Edwards from the Minnesota Timberwolves, as well as Carl Anthony Towns from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those are the all-star reserves for the Western Conference. I really like that list, honestly. Yeah. They did um, good. You know, you could argue that there's a couple guys being left off there as one being De'Aaron Fox, one maybe being Kyrie Irving of the Dallas Mavericks. I love it, honestly. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I think they did um, good. You could also argue, you know, maybe Victor Wembanyama or Chet, one of the rookies. But I like the list. I think it's I think it's perfect, honestly. Yeah. John Morant, for those who don't know, you're probably like, where's John Morant at? <laughs> oh, well, he tore his labor and he's out for the season. So, and he, <laughs> you know, he missed the first, what was it, 15 25 he missed the first 25 games for uh got suspended uh flashed the gun on ig live for the second time for the second time (laughs) Uh, but that's nor here nor there um so yeah i I like that uh all-star group for the western conference honestly as we still await the eastern conference is this anthony edwards first or second time as an all-star here we are right here yeah two-time all-star second all-star appearance how about that Ooh, and the tweets are just now coming up for the Eastern <laughs> Conference. I guess I started out as it slowly loads, right? Yeah. First name that they tweeted out, third appearance in the All-Star Game. My boy, Jake B, Jalen Brown. Welcome to the All-Star Game, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's well-deserved, right? I yeah. I mean, he's got to be in the All-Star Game. 
Too I good a player. I'd hope. He yeah. makes $65 million a year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Second player that got named as the NBA All-Star Reserve for the Eastern Conference. A fan favorite here in Ohio. Cleveland boy. Fifth time. Donovan Mitchell. He's been having a hell of a year, too. I mean, I wouldn't say as good as last season. Last season, he was kind of... He was ridiculous. He was, he was spectacular last season. Yeah. Um, but he's been keeping the Cavs afloat through all their injury problems and you know, uh, roster problems. Uh, but he is without a doubt an all-star. Um, yeah. That's no question that was the right move. Third name that they threw up there. Um, and I'm surprised he was the third. It was the one we were talking about. First time as an all-star. Derek White? Jalen Brunson. Oh. <laughs> I know I wanted it too so bad. <laughs> so bad. There's still a possibility though. They'll probably get Jalen Brunson, first time being an all-star? What do you think about that? It's about damn time. Well-deserved for that man. Well, people were saying he got snubbed last year, right? Yeah. So, yeah, well-deserved. Yeah. And, I mean, like we were talking about, the Knicks, they've had probably their best month in franchise history. They're currently sitting at the third seed in the Eastern Conference, only trailing the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, only trailing the Bucks by a game even. They're right there, neck and neck. They're going to have a chance to have a really high seed in these playoffs. Um, and it all starts with Jalen Brunson, man. It all starts with Jalen Brunson. The worst decision the Dallas Mavericks ever made was getting rid of Jalen Brunson and Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Remember, they had Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic, and Kristaps Porzingis. But they can't run that. It's the same thing that they're doing Jaylen with Brunson, right now. Jalen Brunson is a pure point guard. I think that's a problem the Mavs have with Kyrie and Luka still. I mean, Yeah, because Kyrie's a – I mean, he's, they're, he, they're both. yes, he can, he can pass the ball, but not well. No, but you he, know, he's a scorer. He doesn't. He shouldn't be ball. playing off ball. Yeah. yeah. No, he's best with the ball in but his But Luca is too, so it's just. In the league. Yeah, so it was Luka. And right now I'm taking Luca over Kyrie by. Yeah, with it, well, without a doubt. Yeah, Luka's I mean, a top five player in the league. Yeah, he just scored 70. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Jalen Brunson shooting f- over 42% from three this year. Baller. Shooting over six and a half shots a game from three. It's a really impressive. Fourth name that came out uh, for the Eastern Conference Reserves. Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat, third-time All-Star. What do you think about that one? Boring. <laughs> you know, I honestly agree with you. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised they put it, they listed him out before Jimmy Butler, honestly. But the reason why it kind of upsets me is because I'm really hoping for a Porzingis, at least. I think he deserves it as well. He's been a huge piece for the Celtics being the best team in the league. Name that comes in after that, three-time All-Star, another man from New York City heading to Indy. Julius Randle. We'll see if he ends, ends up playing in this game. As uh, Like I just said uh, about early, a little earlier in this podcast, he has a shoulder injury. It's going to hold him out for a couple weeks. We'll see who his replacement is if he doesn't make it. So he is all-star talent. He is. Well, <laughs> I said he was an all-star. Just, you know, because he had been two times already. Just, I think out of all the guys, I, I just don't like his style of play, honestly. I think that's just what it is. He's just he's like a he's like a Zion with no bounce. With no bounce. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a little bigger than Zion, he's but a it's, way better it's strictly bulldozing. He's a way know? better shooter though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Off the dribble. That's a good I point. Mean, he is. He is. I mean, no, he's a, we he shit on him because it's I mean, cuz the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, it's Julius the Knicks, Randall. it's Julius Randle. I mean, yeah. Pull up the stats. What's he averaging this year? Julius Randle, he's played in uh, 46, game this se- uh, 46 games this year. It's actually really impressive. He doesn't seem like he's missed any up to this point. Um, he's averaging 24 points a game. 
Yeah. Uh, nine rebounds, five assists. Yeah, it's well-deserved. That's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, only shooting 31% from three this season, though. Yeah, it's a little lower than... It's a big dip. Yeah. I guess a big dip. He was shooting 34% last season when he first got to New York in his second year where he was also averaging 24. He was shooting 42% from three. How do you get worse um, at shooting? I feel like you can only get better. Well, normally, guys, their percentages get worse as they shoot more. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing about him is that his percentages have gone down and he's taken three less per game than last season. It's very strange. He must have been uh, putting his uh, craft work into something else this past offseason. Wow. Uh, next name that comes to line, first-time All-Star. He also got snubbed last year. That's a fact. Well-deserved. Welcome to the club. Tyrese Maxey, the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. in due time. Uh, that man is also a hell of a player. He's a big reason as why the Philadelphia 76ers are one of the best teams in the league. As without him, in my opinion, I don't think Embiid would be as successful. Um, yeah. Granted, he'd still be a beast. He'd probably still be competing for MVP. But, you know, Maxie's able to take at least a little bit of the pressure um, yeah. off of Embiid, and it plays a big factor. Um, Tyrese Maxie this season, he's been averaging almost 26 points per game this season to go along with uh, six and a half assists and three and a half rebounds. He's just been getting better and better in his career as he's taken another huge jump in his totals compared to last season. Um, and his four, this is his fourth year in the league. Here's his uh, numbers in this four-year span. Eight points per game to 17 and a half points per game to 20 points per game to 25.7 points per game. Major jump. Superstar player right there. Well-deserved. Um, congrats to Tyrese Maxey. Another first-time All-Star appearance was also the Rookie of the Year last year from the Orlando Magic. Paolo Bancaro. What do you think about that one? I like that one. He yeah. goes under the radar, but he's a great, he's a great player. Just no one talks about the Magic because they're always bad. Yeah, well, you know, the Magic started the season extremely hot, honestly. Yeah. They were sitting in the top four in the Eastern Conference, and they were rolling at its, at the start of the year. It's kind of taken a big dip. Um, they're now sitting at eighth in the Eastern Conference, uh, 12 games back of uh, first place. Uh, got a bit of a gap um, from nine Chicago and ten Atlanta Hawks, but, you know, they're playing in some shallow waters right now. They're, they they got to be careful or else yeah. they're going to be under 500 quick. And they're going to have to have a better month than they did in January because they were 6-11 and 11 in January. Pretty it's bad. not going to get it done. No. Um, but, you know, the Magic are still a super young team. Yeah. Uh, Paolo, only a second year in the league, and he's already the best player on that team. Jalen um, Suggs. You got friends. Yeah, you got friends Wagner. Yeah. Um, you got Jalen Suggs. You got Cole Anthony. You got Wendell Carter Jr. I want to say all of those names are guys 25 or under, though. Yeah, probably. Let's see. Cole Anthony, 23. Suggs, 22. Franz Vag uh, Wagner, 22. Bancaro, 21. Wendell, 24. Their whole team. is it's crazy. Good. 21 is an all-star as well. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's it's the second year in his second year in the league and he's averaging 23 points per game. I yeah. mean, that's a pro's pro right there. Yeah. in the league, and he's been dominant from the beginning. Another Duke guy. Average 20 points per game his rookie year. Another great player. Man. Remind you of JT at all? He does, honestly. <laughs> he does. Um, but, you know, he went to Duke. They got similar builds. I don't. I still don't think Tatum's like a, a guard, obviously, but I think he can play like a guard. Yeah. You know? Like a big Paulo, guard. Paulo got a bigger frame. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably agree. He's more of a forward. Like a pure forward, mm -hmm. where JT can 
swing around from really any position one through four. Well, that was the list That's of it. the All-Star Reserves. That was it. Are you upset? Uh, I'm a little upset. None of your boys. Porzingis got snubbed. Derek White <laughs> got snubbed. Is there anyone that comes to mind for you that thinks? Who are you got putting snubbed? over though? I'd probably put Porzingis think, over I think, Bam. I think another guy got extremely snubbed, even over my guys. Who? Trey Young from the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. Yeah. I mean, he just gets undervalued year after year, and it's all because he's in that Atlanta market, a team that's really been struggling to make a name for themselves. They've been about as even as they could be the last four or five years. Yeah. Um. No Jimmy Butler. I think that's very interesting. Granted, he's a playoff type performer. He's third on their team in scoring, but you know, we didn't hear Tyler Hero either. That's probably that's probably it. I mean, yeah, you could say names like LaMelo Ball, um, Derek White, Tamar DeRozan. LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball missed like a month and a half, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He missed a good amount of time. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why. But the big one for me is no Trey Young. Yeah. It's just year in and year out. That guy He's probably averaging twenty six and eight right now. Let's take a look. Trey Young on a team that's currently, I mean, like I said before, they're 10th in the Eastern Conference, 20 and 27. So if there's a reason to not put them in, that'd be why. But, and I'm not comparing him to Steph here, but you know, he does have very similar stats, averaging 27 points, more assists, averaging 11 assists and three rebounds. It's insane. He's averaging a double double. Yeah. 27 points and 11 assists, and he's not an all star. He's also averaging a steal and a half, something you would not expect from Trey Young. Yeah. It's the biggest number of the day, without a doubt. No Trey Young. Um, I mean, just looking at his career numbers, ever since his second career or ever since his second season in the league, here's his points per game 29.6, 25, 28, 26, and 27. His assists, 9, 9, 9, 10, 11. I mean, he does it every this single year. This is his year. best season so far. This is, based he does off it every it. single year. Yeah. Just because they don't win. How many years did I just list off? One, two, three, five, five years? Yeah. And then count the rookie year. He's been in the league six years. He's only been an all-star twice. And after listing off all those numbers, he's been dominant since his second year in the league. Even his rookie year. Yeah, his, his, his rookie year, he averaged 19 points per game. Yeah. He's been doing this from the beginning to go along with eight assists. We'll see if that ends up changing. You know a big move that I've really been wanting to see? Because hmm. um, I know Trey Young brought it up when his name got mentioned in rumors just for a little bit. But I think it's time that the Hawks make some changes. And they made the head coaching change last year. They brought in Quinn Snyder. He's been very successful. Um, he was known for coaching the Utah Jazz. Um, and it seems like they've only been worse than what they were beforehand. Um, I think it's time they ship out Trey Young, cut their losses. Rebuild a little bit. Rebuild a little bit. You know, I know they've already been thinking about trading DeJounte Murray as well, even though they just brought him in last year. Yeah. But it's not working. It's obviously not working. You don't yeah. have a team. You got a good team, but everyone in the NBA is good nowadays. And it doesn't help that they don't have any defense to go with it. I mean, you could argue DeJounte Murray's a good two-way player. And as much as I like seeing those one-and-a-half steals a game from Trey Young, that boy is a liability. I don't care what the stats say. Yeah, I'd agree. But anyways, what I was going to say is I think the San Antonio Spurs need to trade for Trey Young. Yeah. I think that would be a perfect fit for Trey Young because you have defensive help in Victor Wembanyama in the paint. Um, I mean, you still got those young guys in Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sohan to go along with 
future one of the best players of all time of Victor Weminyama. We know it's going to happen. That boy's a stud sitting at seven feet, four inches. But the one problem, I mean, granted, the Spurs haven't won very many games this year. They're in the bottom of the Western Conference, but we knew that was going to happen. But we see it all the time. We see people talk about it all the time. Why don't the Spurs get Victor Wembanyama the ball as much as possible? Yeah, I don't know. And it's Some of the big, clips are so funny. It's been a big issue this year, and it's continuing to happen. And I think it's because they don't really have the true point guard to get them the ball consistently. Yeah. And if you had Trey Young, one of the best passers in this league, to that team, I think they could be good right away. Right away. They would be a lot better. Right now, That's starting sure. point guard, they got Trey Jones. And no disrespect to Trey Jones. Great player. He's Great college player. He's a backup. He was a dog at Duke. <laughs> <laughs> he was a dog at Duke. He's a backup in the NBA. Yeah. The end yeah. of the day. For sure. He's not a starter. That's just something I want to see, though. So who do you think is going to replace Julius Randle in the All-Star game? And Joel Embiid. Honestly, with that new information. So we got a couple spots up for grabs. You got to think one goes to Trey, right? Yeah. Even though they're both bigs, but. It's interesting. Probably Porzingis. Yeah. I mean, they'd probably make what? They'd probably make Bam the starter and then make Porzingis a reserve. Yeah, probably. Unless they want to move up another guard, which I think would make sense. Honestly, you still have Giannis. Yeah. So have JT. It's the all-star game. Yeah. It's not that serious. Giannis can play the five. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Um, some guys just assuming they don't play. Just keep a name. Just keep eyes out there. You know the nine. The names definitely to keep in mind are Jimmy Butler, Christos Porzingis, Trey Young, Lamelo Ball. You got to expect at least one or two of those guys to come in as uh, injury replacements. Anything that's come to your mind over these last couple of weeks on a move you think needs to be made out here in the NBA? As there's been a lot of struggle with multiple teams. One specifically, the LA Lakers. There's been a lot of talks about maybe shipping out D'Angelo Russell. That's why I thought you were going to say should get Trey Young. Oh, really? Wait, would, what? Should the Spurs should trade for? Is that, is the that Lakers. Mean? Oh, you thought I was going to say Trey Young to the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, that'd up. also be a great move. It doesn't help for them defensively at all. No, but their offense would be elite. Yeah, it would. It, would. <laughs> it really would. It'd be, you had a guy it'd be like really Trae scary. Young. Yeah. Not With LeBron and AD. And, that's a good thought, honestly. Yeah. It's a really good thought. A team that's looking to sell and – a team that's looking to buy. And a team honestly, if I'm the Lakers, I'm I am looking to buy because you want to win now while you still have LeBron. But you want to buy for the future post LeBron as well. Trey we Young's still we, what, twenty five years old? Say that one more time. Trey Young's only what, twenty five? Yeah, no, nah, he's twenty four. He's very I wouldn't no, nah, I wouldn't say he's twenty four. He's probably I would probably guess he's twenty seven in my opinion. Um let's take a look at this boy's age. Uh born in ninety eight. Quick math, anybody? 26. 26. Just turned 20. 25. Yeah, he's 25. 25. Not even in his prime yet. I think that'd be a great move for the Lakers, honestly. I just think Trey Young is a name that we honestly should keep in mind over this next week. It probably won't happen because it's hard to trade a big name such as that. In a week. It's hard to have the assets to trade for a guy like that. Lakers have a lot to trade. They don't have much time to save their season. No, they don't. And something that really pissed me off, rivalry game tonight. Celtics, Lakers, LeBron, and AD both aren't playing. That's as soft as it gets. If I'm an LA fan, I'd be pissed. It's the last thing you want to see. I agree. You're right. Honestly, how about the people that probably played thousands of dollars to get seats real close to the court to try and maybe get a high five, maybe get an autograph? It's tough. <laughs> Is it in LA? Uh, no, games in Boston. With the how the top five looks right now in the Western Conference, as I say, the top five: Minnesota, Oklahoma City. L.A. Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Sacramento Kings. 
What do you expect that top five to be by the end of the season? Uh, I still think the Nuggets will finish one, just because. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I just. I think, mean, it's pretty. It's pretty close up there right now. In the yeah, what are they? They're neck and neck. Yeah. How have they played three more games than the Clippers? It's just how the NBA schedule works. That's so weird. One month you'll be playing back to backs nonstop. One month you'll like they're one and a half games back, and the Clippers are two games back, but the Clippers aren't third. Yeah. Makes no sense. Well, <laughs> it's Adam Silver. Take it up. He just got a contract extension all the way up until twenty thirty. Yeah, I mean Adam Silver's. He does a good job. He's probably the best. Yeah, he like, does. commissioner he does. out of. I agree. The NFL. Of, he's better than. He's better than Adele. Yeah. Yeah. Adele's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd expect Denver to be in the top one or two. Um, you don't expect any switch-ups from some of those teams in the bottom? You don't think anyone? I think gonna... Phoenix comes up a little bit. I mean, you gotta, you got to believe that yeah. L.A. comes up a little bit. I think they will. Golden State, I mean, they might make a play-in game. I don't know but if they I don't will, think... honestly. I don't know if I have much faith in them this season. See, there's another Joel. Just says he's going to be out through the weekend. That's so strange. It's weird. Definitely, for people listening in, you're going to want to keep up with this information through the weekend. As this is huge, not just for the Phillies or for the Philadelphia 76ers, but for the league as a whole, as it's going to make a huge switch up come playoff time if he's not available. The Cleveland's fourth in the East right now. Yeah, they don't get talked about. They're above Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, I think that's even flying under the radar. I think that changes. I don't think Cleveland beats the Pacers in a series. They're not beating New York in a series. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, we saw that just last season. Yeah, we did. Lights are too bright for Jared Allen in the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Jared Allen said it himself. Well, everybody played bad that game, though. Donovan Mitchell played like trash. I mean, they all played bad. Yeah. But so no, I'm I still wouldn't. looking at this. Chicago at the nine. It's better than yeah. I thought they would be. Going into the season. No, nah, they're competing. They're competing. I'm hoping they find a way to make the play in. I heard Lonzo Ball's getting better. Spot. Is that true? Huh? Lonzo Ball's getting better. I mean, yeah, I heard he's rant. I heard he's. I heard he doesn't have pain anymore. Day, but I don't know if he's still going to play this season. Probably not this I season. I don't know if there's an incentive for him to play this season. You know? There's not much to play for. No, there's not. Not worth the risk. He's already been out, what, two years? It's crazy. Celtics are full five games ahead. Yeah. They'll probably they'll get the one seed. I think the first, the top three seeds will probably stay the same. Boston, and, Milwaukee, New York. Yeah. And I think Philadelphia will end up at four or maybe even three. Cleveland yeah. at five or six. Indiana will probably be six, seven, where they are. Okay, so you see the Cavs potentially getting a rematch against the Knicks or playing the Sixers. Yeah, which I don't. Let me tell you this, though. If Embiid's out long term, Philly's done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Like, I, I love Tyrese Maxey and all. I, I think he's a superstar. But he can't be the only guy. He can't carry a team. No, yeah. No. The NBA's too good nowadays. Yeah. It's way too good. And in the Western Conference, I personally think that everything's going to stay just about similar in the top as well. I think Denver's going to creep up. I think they're going to end up getting a top two seed, whoever it may be. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder stay in the top three. But if I had to put it in a rankings like right now, I still I probably put Denver at one by the end of the season. Yeah. I like the Clippers at two, and then I probably put in Thunder at three, followed by the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then I start sw- and then I think it starts switching up a little bit in the bottom half. I think Phoenix creeps back up. They probably get the five seed. I think they have a chance to even bump up to the four or the three seed if they get hot late. Um, I think the Dallas Mavericks figure it out. I think they end up hopping the New Orleans Pelicans. 
I have not really been liking what I've been seeing from that team as they've been one of the most inconsistent teams I've watched all year long. Um, and I think the Lakers make a push up into uh, one of those higher playing spots. I don't think they get a top six seed, though, come playoff time. I think they're going to be competing in the play-in yeah. for the second time in three years. Yeah. They'll probably win the play-in if they're in it. Yeah. LeBron doesn't won't lose a play-in game. Yeah. To those I don't care fucking bums playing. at the bottom of the West. Yeah, I don't care who they're playing. <laughs> I don't care if it's the Rockets, the Jazz, the Mavericks, yeah. Pelicans, the Kings, yeah. the Warriors. They're beating them. Yeah, put the house on the. I know, I know. We talk a, a lot of mess about the L.A. Lakers, and they are they are struggling heavy right now. I know a lot of Lakers fans are calling for Darvin Ham's head right now. <laughs> LeBron and AD are still the yeah arguably the best duo in the it, league. So. If we're not talking a seven game series and we're talking one game, give me LeBron. Yeah, give me LeBron. Yeah, unless it's against Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening in a playing series. Oh, it could be like a first-round game. Yeah, that, that's where the seven-game series comes into play, and I think that's completely different. Yeah. Even though LeBron has been aging like fine wine. All right, I think that's a, a good sign-off point, so we'll leave it there. Um, share your thoughts on what you think, uh, who got snubbed from the NBA, NBA All-Star game. Um, we'll be back next week, like we said, to talk more about the Super Bowl and a whole lot more leading up on Lance's House Sports. I'm Lance Wyatt. He's Ben Gabriel. I was hoping he was going to say his name. I didn't know you wanted me to do that. I kind of was hoping it was going to be natural. <laughs> and we're signing off. We'll see you next week. <laughs>